Welcome to the Wholesome Wanderers podcast, Life Musings with Danielle and James, talking all things holistic wellness, parenting, relationships, intimacy, and life on the road. So come along for the ride as we unravel life's lessons and knowledge gain as we've grown together as a family in this journey called life. Welcome back to episode two of the Wholesome Wanderers Musings with Danielle and James. Hey guys. Two episodes, eh? Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're on to our second already. <laughs> Feels like only last week we did the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're going to dive a little bit deeper into our story and yeah, discuss a bit about us and our how we met and how it all came together of where we are and how yeah. we got here. How we got here, essentially, yeah. <laughs> and just like um, we want to share the different lessons that we've learned along the way and, you know, how we've shaped, how that has shaped how we are now as a family. Yeah. Mm. I think we we have to share it, don't we? So, well, because it is us. It's who we are. and Yeah. If we If we don't share our story of us together, it kind of cuts I don't out know, a lot, it, it cuts out a lot and it cuts out how we got to the point we're at now and all the different little things that added up, which I don't know, we may miss things too because it's a really long time. <laughs> yeah, very long time. And there's was... a lot of little things in there. We don't want to just share the the low moments, but of course those low moments are often where we grow so much but there's definitely been lessons along the way and since the podcast is our life musings this definitely has its place and in the beginning is where it needs to be well essentially the challenges is where we learnt a lot about ourselves yeah yeah and i don't know how many times like we just think we're just you know normal whatever but apparently we're not Uh, not that we want to be normal. No, but no, we we don't. We don't see what's special us, about so. it, I suppose. But the amount of people that we've that have told us that you know something has inspired them, or I've even been told that I'm going to write a book before, and this was like years ago. This was before the, our third child as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so many life moments since then. I'm like, I'm not going to write a book. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, maybe one day I will. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so just because, you know, those sorts of things and just to share a little bit more about us so that you know who you're listening to, basically, and that we're not... So, yeah, we're also sharing this because, like, what we share from here on out hasn't just come from... It It, it has come through our life experiences and our life journey to be able to teach and talk about the different things that we talk about. We haven't just learned it out of a book. We've, we use everything that we're going to be sharing, not so much every day, but whenever we need it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we want to share our story because it makes, you know, it makes sense of the bigger picture. Yeah. Spot on. Okay. We've probably rabbled about right. that too much. But... And laughed about the dog too much. <laughs> so how did we meet? Do you remember? <laughs> Apparently we met, no, it was a party or something. I swear that's when I first laid eyes on you in your little denim pants. 
Then there was a singlet. I remember a singlet. No? No, I think it was a t-shirt. t-shirt. Or whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's when I first saw you. Uh, Remind me, i got to show when I first saw you. <laughs> <laughs> how the hell you, we ended up here after you saw that. Okay. But, so how, what, the first time I saw James was, <laughs> I think, a year, I think it was a year before we actually got together. I didn't know who you were. Um, we had this, so we've been together since high school. Um, so I was in grade nine and you were in grade 11 when we got together. But when I was in grade eight, our school had, um, like a a breakfast thing, wasn't it? Yeah, like a a breakfast thing. I think a church group or something, some sort of charity would come in and do brekkies in the morning. Be, I think they did pancakes on a certain day and then the rest of the day was like toast or something like that. Anyway, and where I used to sit with my friends was right next to that. And Is so, that right? Yeah, we sat right on that corner near the canteen, next between yeah. the canteen and the toast. Um, go away, Mr. Tip Tappity. And I, <laughs> James is there with, I think, two of his, one or two of his mates, and he's putting a rubber glove <laughs> over the top of his head and then blowing it up with his nose. I'm like, oh, my God, that guy is such an idiot. What is he doing? <laughs> that was my first thought of you. <laughs> well, look at this 20 now. years later, here we are. <laughs> yeah. And now those uh, moments make you laugh, I suppose. Absolutely. Well, I hope they do. Well, you made me <laughs> laugh then too, but I was still like, you're an idiot. Uh, I had you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, so back to uh, you. Yeah, and then... It was in volleyball. I saw you again when we were playing volleyball. So obviously different teams and all that, but then because I was too bloody nervous, you were, still are. That dropped a gorgeous girl there. She was. So I was like, I think a mate might have asked me to if he wanted to do it. I can't remember how it all came about, but a good mate of mine. Yeah. You asked Paul. Yeah, Paul, a mate of mine, to see if she was interested. Um, and my, I was it, hounded and hounded. Is that right? And hounded. <laughs> oh, you should go out with him. You should go out with him. He's a really great guy. You should go out with him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Until I said yes. <laughs> Peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I also knew my parents weren't going to like me going out with someone two years older than me either. <laughs> And they didn't. <laughs> they didn't, no. Uh, yeah, and then, oh, long story short, yeah, I don't even remember much. Well, that, that was basically it. It yeah. was until I kept getting asked by Paul until I said yes. And then we just started hanging out. Yeah, well, remembering we were 14 and 16 yeah. at high school, so, you know, it's literally that whole going out with him. Oh, he's my boyfriend. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old times. <laughs> um, yeah, and I suppose like just from there we grew together, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, really? because we yeah, well, we were still. still so young, still am. Yeah, we essentially grew together, didn't we? Because we were still quite young. Yeah, and they just never ended up being a reason to not be together. Like, it was just... Just was what it was. Was It was. Well, I suppose when 
when you think about back to it now, it's like, well, are we, are we soulmates? Like, yeah. is that why we came together? So, well, I know it's, you know, the whole rubber glove thing sealed the deal over the head. Oh, <laughs> that could be interpreted a bit weird. <laughs> that first moment mean. you saw me that just, you couldn't let it catch like that go, could you? Yeah. And I don't know. <clears throat> We didn't really do anything special, I suppose, for us to stay together because who would have thought, like, I certainly wouldn't have thought I would have no, married I... you and had two children with you at that point in time. Three because... children. Did I say two? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Three. Um, Which one are you forgetting? <laughs> I don't know. The dog is throwing me off. He's Guilt trip eyes, my gosh. Yeah, we didn't really do anything special. We hung out a lot. We did. We hung out a lot. We really just spent time together. We were each other's best friend. And, well, you were my best friend. I didn't really have many friends. Well, <laughs> I did. Friend, but... <laughs> um, no, I had friends. Um, but I just, yeah, I enjoyed spending time with you. Mm. I assume you enjoyed oh, spending time so. with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, then we just kind of hung out and... Yeah, as we got a little bit older and you had your license, we'd go, like, camping. and. Well, when you were happy to get in the car that I had, once I got rid of the very oh, first yeah. car. Oh, yeah, first car. <laughs> it was a Toyota T18. Uh, for those Brown. That, <clears throat> it was Mission Brown with, uh, it was a, is it called a coupe where it's two doors, hatchback? Hatchback, It was yeah. a zippy little thing. Uh, would backfire from second to third and third to fourth, like a loud bang <laughs> and i wouldn't get in it <laughs> uh, it was a hand-me-down car from my brother i think i got out once yeah very brave of you it wasn't the car the car was in good nick it was the um yeah it was in good nick was it <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's a mission brown uh, well i think it was hand spray painted oh brown. really yeah i'm pretty sure it wasn't but, a, I, I think so i don't know but I know that story. It was a good car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, once you got a different car, and I, and once I was a little bit older too. Um, and your parents accepted the uh, eventually, yeah. eventually, yeah, yeah, eventually, eventually they realised it was a good guy. And I'm still hanging around, <laughs> <laughs> even when I was sneaky, <laughs> sneaking him into the house when they weren't home mm. and wasn't meant to, and mm. whatever else. But <laughs> in my defence, I didn't know I wasn't no, supposed to be there. No, he didn't know. He had no idea. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, probably should see where we're up to so we stay on track with it. <laughs> All right, I graduated. That's not where we're up to. <laughs> I just saw you talk. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like we just things were simple. We would just like go to the beach or. We eventually had camping trips on the weekends and just like bush hung out, yeah, bush just walk and, parks and um, things like that. Yeah, we just really kept it really simple and enjoyed spending. Well, your schoolies was a camping trip. Time together, yeah. Just with me. Yeah. And I think something that we discovered later on is we um, our love languages. Yes. We didn't know this at the time, but I, my love language is quality time and James's is physical touch. Yeah. And so just that time together and spending that time together was all that we needed. We still like do. that. We still do, of course, because it hasn't changed. No. 
so like we were easy to fulfill I suppose that need within the relationship of just keeping things simple and as you listened through the story something that I've come to realize that the moments that we really struggled as a couple have been moments where we let go of that connection and then that simplicity really yeah okay particularly the connection yeah when that dropped away was when we struggled yeah definitely which you know it probably does in other people's relationships as well like if you don't have a connection it's going to struggle but when that's your love language and that's the one way that you're really experiencing that fulfillment within a relationship you know if you came home and bought me gifts that would still kind of or told me nice things you've still got to have that yeah that connection there but it doesn't fill your cup of your love language yes yeah 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 whereas actually spending time with you was and so when as we go throughout the story when we were distant with each other or you know the physical touch is affected and the quality times affected yeah does that make any sense to you am i making sense or am i rambling i hope it makes sense to the audience (laughs) whoever's listening (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about okay (laughs) Okay. Um, love language is probably something that we will talk about. I think so. It's pretty, pretty bloody important, yeah. I feel, anyway. Yeah. Well, it's important them... to know for the kids as well. It's probably not something so much with... Because it's not just an intimacy. It's not it's really not... even just an intimacy thing. It's a... What's your love? It's your deeper self. Love and... isn't just between a, a, a couple. Dog cats, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, so knowing that for the kids too. I don't think we've intentionally thought about what theirs are. It's pretty obvious. But I think it is obvious. Once yeah. you're aware of it. Yeah. So, yeah, when you graduated, no, before you graduated, year 12, your parents bought a property up in Mary Valley, south of Gympie there, and moved uh, an hour north of us. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, you moved in with me and my weird family and... It's just your parents. Just my parents. Um, yeah, that was so I didn't have to change high schools. Yeah. And so your parents were lovely enough to have me stay. So we'd yeah. been together for two years. Yeah. Two years? Yeah. Well, it was just me. Yeah. My brother and sister had left <clears throat> a couple yeah. of years earlier. So. Yeah. And that allowed me to finish year 12 in one place. And it probably helped helped us cement the relationship a yeah, little bit really. more, I suppose, too, because we'd yeah. lived together and experienced. I don't think what I was doing at the time. Were you doing your big or apprenticeship? I think I was doing my carpentry apprenticeship, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And playing lots of video games and surfing once that fell through. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> In between. Anyway, that's another story. Yeah, once the, the company <laughs> shut down and a little bit lost for a little while and then found my feet again, bricklaying. Yeah, you yeah. started a bricklaying apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't regret at all. No, good good skills to have. Even though you don't like doing it now, you're no. still grateful for the skills. I've always, yeah, and the lessons <laughs> learned. Yeah, so then I became, yeah, started my bricklaying apprenticeship and took off from there. Pretty successful at it. Won yeah. a couple of awards and. Yeah, you did, that's right. Yeah. Free tools. And... Free tools, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I graduated, I became a vet nurse 
and started so that's a TAFE course but then working at the same time so I guess kind of like a a trade apprenticeship it's similar but different traineeship is it called there's a lot more study still involved but you have to be working you have to be working within the industry while you're doing the study yeah and at that point in time I really loved that I loved working with the animals um it was probably something I chose so I didn't have to work with people very much (laughs) (laughs) although reception is still part of the job but it's a very scripted interaction with a person, so that helps. Yeah. yeah, you've come a long way in that. <laughs> I have. I have. And we moved out, didn't we? Yeah. Probably not long after that. So second or third year apprentice? <clears throat> I think I'd started working, in, so I started working in Mumbai. I don't think we moved out while I was working there. No, you it was moved, when I moved to Because that was why, why we Kimpi. moved to the Noosa Hinterland, so I was in between me for work being on the coast. Yeah. And you in Gympie. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. First place. Yeah, cute little two-bedroom house. Well, yeah, it was two-bedroom, but it would probably be one and a half bedrooms, really. The, it was like the double sun. bed yeah. just fit it. Yeah, <laughs> it was good enough for us. It was good. It was perfect. Yeah. Perfect for the two of us. Um, that's when we got our first cat. Yeah, you brought <laughs> it was Ollie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you brought Ollie home, didn't you, from the from the vet? Had this little tiny little I don't know it would have been only a few days old kitten brought into work and I was it was just found on the side of the road it was covered in fleas hungry mm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm taking that home didn't even have permission from the um landlord at that point in time either but <laughs> still did <laughs> just it. rolled with it um yeah and then we eventually added a second one into that mm. cat was not very cat-like our first one no well he <clears throat> was raised by us you know, mm. we had to feed He'd him sleep in our bed and he fit in the size was, of my hand didn't he yeah your within hand. your palm of your hand yeah. your fingers curled up yeah he was so he'd, tiny remember when it was cold he'd sleep on your feet and you'd, yeah you're doing something in the kitchen yeah yeah, yeah i got photos of that it's so cute well, he was cute but ugly at the same time. Looks like a little. <laughs> it looks like someone electrocuted him. <laughs> Drowned rat or something. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's very off topic. But yeah, we loved it. Being, loved being there because it was a quiet small town for yeah. us. So we've never really liked being in the hustle bustle. No, it was particularly beautiful, beautiful me because I've grown up on property and farms yeah. and stuff like that. So being in town just just the Noosa Hinterland is beautiful. It is, yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. It still is. It's just a bit busier than when we were <laughs> we there. We weren't too far from the beach. Um, yeah. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Then the big one of the big events happened. It was very spontaneous of me. Mm-hmm. And, but like usual, I couldn't keep it to be, to do it when I wanted to do it. I, I can't keep secrets from Danielle. I'd get too excited. And both of us just want just do things on the spot. We do <laughs> things spontaneously, and you'll you'll probably hear this all throughout our podcast as well. We decide to do something, and we just do it. There's no planning it. There's no um. It's just all in. There's no putting it off. It's just do it. Yeah. So I, and this was no different. I finished work. <laughs> went to I think the Namble Plaza. Oh, and I think one of your friends worked at that jeweler. So I bought an engagement ring and I was, a, I believe, a third-year apprentice. Maybe a fourth year. I know I was earning... Not much, but we don't... Maybe $15 an hour. We're not, not materialistic no. people either. And I don't want... I never this, wanted a big this, ring. This ring was very... Me. Very Danielle. Even then, though, I was still very... Got down on 
can't remember. Was it you, you gave me a gift or so? I don't know. It was nearly Christmas time because I remember sure we had my early. Christmas like, party. We had my work Christmas party that night. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to up you. <laughs> got down. You were facing the other way and I got down on one knee and I asked you very nervously, would you marry me? Yes, straight away. And then I don't know how long were we engaged for. I don't know. We probably would have been engaged forever. <laughs> we probably <still. laughs> So we, yeah, so we kept camping and it was one of our trips down to Byron. And, uh, you decided it was time. We were just walking, That's I think, true, from the yeah. caravan park to town. And like, let's just have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, right? <laughs> pretty much that, that's how we roll sounds good I, I offer something you say okay <laughs> oh gosh um yeah and then basically we did we were pregnant i think the next month <laughs> yeah yeah that was pretty quick yeah so it's definitely a bit of a challenge that first pregnancy neither of us really knew what was going on and we well, got so we did. sick. I got so sick. Well, like, we knew what was going on, but we, yeah, as you do with your first year. So, so sick. I never realised someone could get so sick being pregnant. It was, I'd never it was heard scary. Like, yeah. We hadn't had any friends who'd been pregnant yet. My mum didn't experience morning sickness or anything, so I didn't, I didn't even know that no. you could get that sick. Was it two hospital <laughs> visits on the drip? I can't remember how many, no. But sick until 25 weeks and not just nausea i couldn't i couldn't eat you lost so much weight you, yeah. you pretty much couldn't go to work at all for a lot of the stints you were just no, there was so much time off work it was ridiculous yeah but what was it how 10 months we decided you were 10 months pregnant and we f- 10 months pregnant <laughs> we can't, yeah, I can't remember. How pregnant were you? How did that were you? Ten months. We <laughs> just played on to that. <laughs> I was trying to remember. Right, we'll cut that out. Ten months is nine months is a pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I was trying to cut that out. I was trying to rack my brain out. Far along you were. were you? I think I think I was around seven months. I was. That's what I was being. You were towards the end. It was towards the end because <laughs> I had to be twenty five weeks sick still. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, we got married on your parents' property, and that yeah. was an amazing little wedding. Yeah, nothing, nice. Nothing fancy for us. Simple and very us. Yeah. Mum and Dad's got this old. I think it's pineapple. I don't know, Something, some old yeah, shed that's fruit picking, packing. wooden floor and stuff and tin. And, um, yeah, we just tidied that up. Dad built some little, like, bars, bar, Dad and James, sorry, bar, things <laughs> along the side of it, which closed it off and gave people, like, somewhere to stand. It was a winter wedding. Yeah, we just tidied yeah. up the shed. And... and then a friend of the family helped decorate the shed. Yeah. And did the catering as well. So it was all just like really simple. Yeah. On mum and dad's beautiful property. We got married in front of their one of their dams. And then the photos were all taken there too. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice and simple. And... Yeah, just close friends and family. <laughs> I don't even, what year was, was that? 2011. That's where we're up to, 2011. 2011. <laughs> I'm glad you remember. Uh, I was pregnant with your daughter, so... Yes. <laughs> and then Mira was born. 
Yeah. And again, that brought some lessons that big lessons that was served us for the next pregnancies, yeah. although they had their own lessons as well. But yeah, that was a big one. It wasn't a particularly enjoyable hospital experience. No, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the most enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> and in hindsight, just yeah, so many things like trusting your intuition as a as a first time mum. Yeah, so we always kind of talk about how each of our kids have taught us something as a as a baby, but then they also teach they us things on a daily basis. But something that the biggest lesson that Amira bought for us was around the impact of toxins in the home. Yeah, it's kind of where it all started, really, for us. Were you yeah. kind of? I, I am very lucky that I was brought up with a very open-minded mum who always went natural first and used less harsh cleaning products and things like that. But um, that approach wasn't enough for a mirror. I had to go. We had to go yeah. fully into what was in everything and because she would just react. She'd break out in rashes everywhere. So yeah. she can't wear synthetic fabrics. She can't use anything synthetic basically it all has to be natural even then if they claim to be a natural fragrance in something like certain essential oils she couldn't even use until we found doTERRA yeah. that was like a big <clears throat> thing it was like oh my god we can actually use something that has a smell yeah <laughs> <laughs> she used to have to bath in coconut oil yeah non-stop uh... yeah not so much as a baby it was just basically water as a baby um until and then we found the Norwex too, so that came into our lives a couple of years later, and yeah. she could just be washed with that and not have to be washed in the coconut oil. Um, yeah, yeah but, she definitely led us down that path, didn't she? Yes, yeah, and it was it, it was a non-negotiable. We couldn't lapse in it, yeah, at all, or she would suffer. Start all over again. Yeah, yeah. So you know, as much as. It's horrible to see when she did suffer, but it has brought so much awareness to us that it's just now it's second nature and we don't even think about it. I think the other the other big thing with her, so I had her always planned to return to work at six months and that didn't happen. She had other plans. She wouldn't take a bottle at all, so I couldn't return to work. Um and then after that next six months, so we tried again when she was, oh, well, I don't know if I did. I think work might have checked in with me. By that point, yeah. a couple months later, we were like, I'm not going back to work. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mum. Work didn't hold going and dealing with animals, being bitten and scratched and cleaning up poo and all that sort of stuff. In hindsight, for a lot of reasons, but even the... You didn't realise at the time, but I always smelt it on you when you came back. Yeah. That vet smell, that chemical, you don't know what it is, whether it's a tick or a flea. In hindsight, potentially that's why she has so many problems because of the environment I worked in while she was while I was pregnant with her. But yeah, but just even my passion for it wasn't there anymore. No. Nah. It wasn't didn't hold the <laughs> doesn't pay very well either. But I was better off being at home with my child than sending her to daycare, barely earning anything and not doing something I was passionate about. Yeah. So I guess she kind of led me down the road of of learning new skills 
and the beginning of an entrepreneurial type journey. I didn't find what I wanted to do straight away. I needed some more life lessons and experiences before I found that, but that was the start of <laughs> Outside. Go. It was the, for me, it was the... <laughs> Shithead. Let's okay. remember this. We can't do it at this time yeah. of day. Uh, uh, so we're, you're out too. Yeah, the life lesson. We're going to get dinner in the oven too. Oh, we're going to have to record. frozen. The chicken's still frozen. Yeah, we're going to have to do something else. I'll also tell us. Okay. Anyway, let's just keep going. Uh, pizza? Yeah, right. <laughs> not, we not very wholesome of us. But <laughs> yeah, then that we moved again. Yeah. Yeah, we moved what, a couple houses around the Noosa hinterland, but this yeah, one so was... Yes, we lived in three different houses in this, that area. This one was a big move for us. Not so much distance or anything. But it had a really big shift. Yeah, so we went from like older houses, like Queensland style surrounded houses, by bush. or small on a smaller house size as well, mm-hmm. and surrounded by either land or bush or both, to town. To town with a big house, big house, small yard, surrounded by people. <laughs> Not dissing people. <laughs> no, and and it, it was, was just the living there. It was it was a friend's house too, so we were really grateful for that. We didn't have to go through a la- um, well, landlord. Obviously, our friend was our landlord, but we didn't have to go through a real estate or anything mm. like that. And it made so. it easier for me doing a lot more work in Brisbane and that. Yeah, being closer. The drive. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a looking back on this house. Definitely has a. Uh, fog around it for me for both of for us for both of us for this view as well yeah it definitely whether that's the fluoride in the water yeah so this <laughs> that's another conversation <laughs> <laughs> here i am trying to <laughs> hey we've said that we're going no, to no, no, I'm trying to get my... theories <laughs> yeah so there's definitely a fog around this and we went through some very dark hard times Yes. So several, but yeah. Can't remember what stage you were pregnant, and then I ended up getting. We were on one income too, so that was one of our struggles. And the rent price went right up because we went from Noosa hinterland, so there was that that extra. Which Noosa hinterland at that time? Oh yeah, at that time, very cheap. Yeah, you get very very cheap. Cheap. Um, Yeah. Um, which we still got it cheaper than if we were renting somewhere else because we didn't have the the real estate fees on top of our rent, but like it's still yeah yeah. And then yeah, I still went, went up by a couple. My mate offered me work welding. Never welded before. Mm. We thought, well, good opportunity to get full actual proper full time pay because I was a contractor bricklaying full time pay. So there'd be no wet days. I'd get paid public holidays and like hourly. It, it was is a, a big, big cut, hourly. huge pay cut, but we thought we could make it work, and we did. We, we did, we did. yeah. Um, but we, we we would just kind of scrape by. But we knew exactly what we'd get every week, so that helped. Yeah, it really wise, helped. Yeah, because the problem with bricklaying, it pays well when you work. When you work, yeah. When it rains, or when there's no work, or the work's several hours away, and the fuel bill builds up, and you're not home, and mm. all that sort of thing. Like all of that, it wasn't just the financial side; it was all of that. Yeah, snowballed. I was working fifteen minutes around the corner too. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so went welding for them and very grateful for the lessons I've learned, like how to weld. I wouldn't call myself a good welder. <laughs> it's a good skill to have. <laughs> I can make it look good. We'll roll with that one. <laughs> it is a good skill to have. Yeah, the it was a big accumulation of things that led to some hard times for us. Yeah, but also some some realizations as well. So like at one point we had two brand new cars. So, you know, we were dealing with that on one income yeah. as well. So one of those cars had to go had to go because it wasn't family usable either. Yeah. Um so then you were driving around in a cheap ass Ute for yeah, work, which was probably the best Ute bricklayer I could have. Did the, before I went welding. And then I had that when I was welding. Did you have it while you were bricklaying? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realise that. Um yeah, but anyway, it served its purpose yeah. without adding to our yeah. stress levels, I suppose. And then, yeah. Until so you crashed it. Until so I crashed it. Well, lady crashed into me. Lady she crashed. she pulled out in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With a newborn baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so cried. And you was... called me and <laughs> like, I've just been in a car accident and then hung up. I'm like, what? Yeah, I think I was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and we slipped a little bit far ahead there. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, yeah, so Quaid had been born, obviously. Yeah. Still wasn't a newborn. Yeah. Quaid was born. Different hospital lessons yeah, with him. Yeah, born in Mambor. Um, that was quite a... Still got very sick interest, with him. Interesting birth in that one. Yeah. In the bath and all that. But I was grateful mum for mum's support <laughs> during that pregnancy. Having yeah, another your child mom, to your look after. was there a lot for yeah. us. I wasn't grateful. as sick with him, but I was still very extremely yeah. sick. And then, yeah. Yeah, hospital he... birth, but again. But he was a water birth, which made a huge difference. It was beautiful. But he was a big boy. Yeah, so then we had different 10 challenges. 10 pound, 12 and a half. The last month of my pregnancy with him, I could barely move. I had to go to the chiropractor a lot because my back right. just was so sore. <laughs> Good old Richard. Good old Richard. Um, yeah, yeah, then water birth. Yeah, it was amazing watching that. And I felt so useless during that because you scored three midwives. I think one might have been practicing, training, whatever they call it. And another, yeah. And so they all had you taken care of, and I'm just kind of sitting beside the bar. And I had the bar handles too, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, so, so you didn't, didn't have even have that. I'm just kind of <laughs> twiddling my fingers, going, What do I do? <laughs> yeah. And then we ended up in hospital for was a bit like a, a long again. time again because his blood sugar levels dropped. And he was like a big beetroot. Yeah. Um, and so he ended up on a drip. Having heel pricks every three hours, and that was horrible. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I wasn't allowed to demand feed him, which I really needed to do. And I eventually spoke up and went, No, I am taking him back to the room and I am going to feed him whenever he cries and wants it. Otherwise, my milk's never going to come in. Mm-hmm. And then I'll bring him back three hourly so you can check his blood sugar. It was sugar very levels. disappointing. And We've had a few moments since as well, but one of the big moments where we felt let down by the so-called experts. Yeah, like we're grateful they oh, got picked grateful, up because but... it's important. But at the same time, having a baby being fed every three, a newborn baby being fed every three hours and then being topped up with a bottle and the mum not being able to feed in between when the baby needs to be, mm. that just wasn't... Yeah, and and then uh, and not trusting my voice enough 
to speak up for that mm. until I was at breaking point, basically. That's when I, I was yeah. like, no, I can't do this anymore. I need to do this my way. Yeah. And then we went home in a couple of, like yeah. a day or so after that, I think. Uh, it wasn't much longer. It wasn't after that. much longer, but you know, it's we should have used our voice more. We yes. didn't trust ourselves enough back then. No, but it was a good lesson that That's it was stepping lesson, into that, it? though, wasn't it? Yeah, managed to step into that. Yeah. Anyway, and then yeah, we certainly were not prepared. No, for this, the next experience. <laughs> this was a bit doozy. This one. Ah, our beautiful boy never slept. Nope. Never slept. And he would cry and cry and cry. Lots of lots of crying and not sleeping. Um, yeah, and it got, it got to a point where it broke us individually. Yeah. And then nearly broke us as a couple. Very, very closely, but like yeah. bees dick, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> was, we were bees dick from completely separating. Yeah. We didn't communicate, we didn't talk. I was avoiding home life, essentially. Yeah. We, we share this part of our journey because it was literally our darkest moment and it was such a turning point. And a crossroads for us. It could have gone one way or the other. Mm. But it's such a integral, is that the word I'm looking for, part of our story? Like it's, it is. If this didn't happen, if, we if, would definitely wouldn't be where we are if, now. If we didn't have this challenge, yeah, we wouldn't be the people we are now. Yeah. We wouldn't have the relationship we have now. It was essentially, I hate to say it, it was needed. Yeah. And, like, people see us now or hear us talking and see the connection, hear the connection, feel the connection that we have now with each other. We've had friends say, like, they they love the love that we have for each other. Yeah. Um, But it, yeah, I suppose it hasn't always been that way. No. It has, but hasn't at the same time. Yeah. There, there was nearly a moment where it wasn't. Yeah, so, yeah, I was, I was welding, wasn't I? And, uh, yeah, I'd yeah. come home and I try not to hold shame of my self at the time because I didn't know better at the time. And you were struggling And I was too. struggling. We but, were both struggling. Yeah, so I try not to... Yeah, be shameful or beat yourself up. Beat myself up. That's the word. Yeah, around it because essentially I didn't know better, and I didn't like Danielle. She didn't have support, and I didn't have support. Well, it wasn't even so much. Well, we didn't have support. We didn't have support from each other, but but we couldn't see it either. Neither of us were talking about what we were experiencing. I was expecting something from you without voicing what I was expecting from you. And then I also couldn't voice to you how, what I was experiencing and what, or what I needed. Yeah. And then you weren't voicing what you were experiencing. You were just numbing it out and zoning yeah. it out. And 
running away from it, essentially. Essentially, yeah. I've, I've and I was shut off from a, it. Yeah, I've spoken about this in a post I did recently, I believe, where, yeah, I was hiding from the home life because it was so hard, seeing Danielle struggle so much, the stresses on me that I didn't understand at the time. And like th- this is after months and yeah, months. Yeah, it wasn't straight away. It was a not build- sleeping. It was a slow build up and things like that. So it was a build up of neither of us coping through what we were going through yeah. and not holding the space for each other that we should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. So I was I was welding at the time, and that I know better now. That even in itself wasn't a very good environment for me mentally, but. I was essentially avoiding home life through work and then I'd stay back and have beers at work and then when I was home I was numbing it out through alcohol and TV and TV and avoiding what needed to be done because it was so hard and this I don't think this was like every day we don't have a very clear memory of this point in time we both remember it. There were certainly we still had some good yeah, times then. Definitely. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but <laughs> trying to remember the good times is really hard. Yeah. Trying to even remember what went wrong in the bad times or where it even even where we began to fix it. Yeah, it's hard to even remember just... what the turning points were. It was such a a complete haze. We were both in In survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, we know now, (laughs) didn't know then, but you don't, you don't really retain memory either. That's not, you know, that's not the priority your body's trying to, to take care of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a very cloudy moment in time. It's like, what we'll talk about now was there was two incidences where I don't remember one, I don't even remember how they were triggered. But one was you. We're not up to that point yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were speaking about how you didn't, weren't dealing and you were staying home from work. I was, I was actually at, I was having suicidal thoughts and I was not coping with parent, like mothering the children either. I had I eventually got to a point where I took myself to counseling, um, just through the family health clinic or whatever. And a couple of sessions there, I think, really helped me it helped me let go of blame and actually come into the the communicating like that she helped me see that I was expecting you to do something but not telling you yeah okay and I wasn't um you know and it was hard because I you know also knowing now um being diagnosed as autistic at 30 I didn't know this at that point in time and it probably had a huge part to do with me not knowing how to manage myself yeah. through that time as well. So I would get to like the end of the day where James was finally home. He'd take Quaid so I could have a shower hmm. and I couldn't is get that, out of the shower. Is that when I was going for drives? I remember. Maybe you would take him for drives. I'd take I the can't. kids for a drive so you could just get a break. Maybe that was so I could have a break. But that when I, I was, was showering, it? he would be screaming yeah. the whole time. And I wasn't coping with that at all either. Probably not, but you would you would still take I'd him, take him yeah. so I could do it. 
but I could hear him. I couldn't even just shut that. I couldn't shut it out even just to have a shower. So in that moment, I'm like, fuck, I can't go back out there. And I'd end up having a panic attack on the yeah. shower floor. Sometimes I'd manage to get out of the shower and just be on the floor. Yeah. Maybe wrapped in a towel. Maybe yeah. not. Yeah, I remember, remember a few times. <laughs> on the cold like tiles. Yeah. Just sobbing until I'd pass out, essentially. I, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't tell you what was wrong. I remember you asking me mm. and not being able to tell you. Had no voice. Yeah. 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 So that impacted on you. Like that was a big part. I think that that was probably occurring before the really dark, bad times where mm. you weren't coming home. Yeah. I think okay. it led yeah. to that. Like like we've spoken about, it's such a wishy, wishy mash of yeah. foggy memories. Just remember moments. And I, I know those moments. Mm. But I think you were cope you were coping better in those moments, but I wasn't. Yeah. And it was when you stopped coping while I still wasn't coping. Then she did the fan. Shit really hit the fan. Yeah. yeah. But of course me not coping in home being horrible for you to come home to. You yeah. didn't want to come home yeah. anymore. Like I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't want to be home. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, and so it was after that point, like, I, I got to a point where I was worried how I would react to them, their kids. Yeah. And that's when I took myself to to the counselling. Like, I never hurt them, but I was getting to a point where I could feel that if I didn't get help, that could be a potentially potential outcome. Yeah. Which I hate to admit. I don't know how many people I've admitted that to, but yeah, it's not a nice feeling. Um, and I, I did have like I had mum support through this as well, but from afar because she didn't live close. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. So maybe maybe that was a turning point to begin with. Yeah. At what stage of that was? Because, like, I don't know. I don't know when this happened. Like that was before ready. I went to the counselling, but I don't know where it was, like, within the combined timeline of things. Yeah. And then, like, there's that time when, like, about when you apparently kicked me out of the house. Oh, you don't remember that. But apparently no. I took the kids to yeah, my parents. Yeah, so there was one incident where Danielle, I think when we are doing the notes for this, you said about how you told me to leave, and I don't remember what triggered I that. I think apparently I had taken the kids before that, though, because yeah, when I okay. asked you to leave, was the, the, that was the turning point. That was the turning point. That was where the decision was made. Yeah, right. So you and mum both tell me yeah, the, that I had taken the kids. You take the kids to your parents' place. To my parents' place. I have no recollection of that whatsoever, like none. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how, how long was I gone for. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I remember no you leaving. And then I don't remember. I don't remember when you came back or anything like that. And then no idea time-wise had passed again (laughs) till something else had occurred, and you told me to leave. Yeah. That I don't remember about. So I know that before this happened, I had been to the counselling. Yeah. And I think that's where I was trying. I was at a point where I was trying to get through to you. Yeah. But it wasn't happening. And I just went, I can't do this anymore. You need to leave. Yeah. 
And you left. And I left. And I drove around. Apparently, you're the one that told <laughs> I, well, you me. You told me. Apparently, when, when you I drove around. Back, yeah, okay. And you were going to go to your parents' place because they lived close. But I, I think you said you were too ashamed. Yeah, see, or something. So you didn't. Whether this is something I've pushed into the back of the memory bank. Yeah. And you just drove around and then you. <laughs> and you, you basically came to that conclusion as, fuck, I don't want to lose my family. And you came home. Yeah, and that and that was the turning point. You came home and said, I don't want to lose you. And what do I need to do, I think, basically? What specifically we did, I don't I remember. Have no clue at the time. <laughs> I don't know what that conversation There's ended just up being. So much things that are missing. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was de- that was definitely our turning point though. And I think through the guidance from the, the counsellor and and that occurring I suppose we started communicating yeah. without judging each other. We started communicating what we were experiencing, what we were feeling like from both sides. So I was able to express what was happening for me and how I felt. And then you were able to do the same. Yeah. And like, we realized that you were depressed Yeah. and neither of us knew that. You didn't know that because you numbed it out. I didn't realize yeah. you were feeling that. Yeah. I was just feeling resentment because yeah. you were never home. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we worked through that and then it was just like, okay, well, what do we need to do to change this? And for me, sometimes that was as simple as can you take the bin out when you go to work in the morning yeah. <laughs> so I don't have this stinky bin sitting in the house that I can't get out with this crying baby. Mm. Like it was just, imagine if that's what broke, like if that's, yeah. we went the other way and didn't decide to save the marriage because of stupid things like that. Yeah. added up and we resented each other yeah. it's like oh i suppose yeah well, it's the, it is the little the little annoyances that aren't voiced that can lead to so much i know there was a lot more going on at the time than just that but within, but that would have made a huge within, difference within a relationship yeah. you don't communicate the small things if if you don't communicate the small things then they they, they snowball, they, they, they snowball and over time you get a resentment of the the other person, don't you? Yeah. Like just that that one difference for me during a day was huge, even though it didn't seem like a big thing. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was enough of the um, (laughs) doom and gloom, I suppose. Yeah. But it it did needed to be said. So speaking to the lessons that the, the kids bought, forth for us as a baby um quades was really to come back to love and connection yeah like that is really what when we go down a more controversial type topic his lesson was also very much around the risks of childhood vaccinations and that's that's another isn't it that was another big leaping stone for us to down yeah. the path we've gone was around that sort of aspect yeah. of things. While I was pregnant with him, there was a question put in my head by my mum. Are you sure you want to go down this road? Maybe just start to have a look at that. Mm. Because she'd been learning things on her own health journey that she just went, oh, maybe just have another look at it. But at that point, I was like, okay, well, maybe. What do you think? And and I was very much... You already know they must have them at that point yeah. in time. When... 
So when we went down, this is in future us, when we went down the road of um, the looking at autism and things like that, that we were suspecting for both children and then eventually myself once I started learning more. And for Quaid, we could really see, and probably with a mirror as well, not quite as obvious, although six weeks was when her rashes would yeah. start all the time when she had that first shot. Um, and then for Quaid, he was actually quite a content baby for the first six, eight weeks or within that time period. Just hungry. Just hungry, but he was content. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't screaming. He didn't have tummy issues. You know, maybe a little bit of gas here and there, but nothing like nah. what he ended up. After that first vaccination was when he was then diagnosed with reflux, but nothing ever worked for it. It's when he wouldn't sleep. It was when he didn't mm. settle. He was always, yeah, he was always uncomfortable and he'd get a little bit better before his next vaccination. Yeah. And then it would snowball again. So that really was another lesson that he's brought forth in our mind is just to question things more. Yeah. Be aware of the signs and the patterns and the And to and our children, we are the voice for our children. Mm. Like that was I guess another point that he really taught us as well. Yeah. You need to yeah, definitely the lesson from him was to yeah, right, stand, right from the to, hospital as well. We need to stand up more. To yeah. we needed to stand up more to yeah, what things we didn't believe in or feel right. Yeah, we didn't necessarily learn or fully come to that conclusion until we were pregnant with Malia. Yeah, but um, when we did our time, like timelining back and seeing the impacts that happened at each of those stages, um. It's pretty mind-blowing, actually. So the other things that came from, I suppose, from that point and the the things that helped us through and led us to where we are now, again, um, doTERRA came into our life around that same sort of time. We both started studying in an alternative sort of area. Didn't finish those courses thanks to the government changes in the courses but anyway yeah, that's another story the, the, the lessons we learned from them is what we needed at the time and they definitely the, the, the path that we're passionate part, about yeah, as well but just yeah. the thinking back on it that really got that fucking ball rolling and yeah the changes we developed within ourselves yeah and i think we also realized we weren't like for you you weren't stuck in this one way of earning money mm. either. Just because that's what you decided to do in the beginning, it didn't mean there wasn't other options that were open to yeah. us as well. And ones particularly that didn't make us happy together as a family um, or, you know, things or didn't bring you a lot of fulfillment. Yeah. And for me as well, studying gives my brain something to do other than being mum. And to actually use my brain, I really love learning. I always have. I used to do my own little research projects at home as a kid. Um, <laughs> usually on animals or like... A... <laughs> actually, I, you, I remember you telling yeah, me this. Yeah, I'd get my like little animal fact files and I'd make a poster and all that sort of stuff. So I love, I really love learning. It really is yeah. something that fulfills me and gives, and I suppose it gives me a bit of a purpose 
as well and mm. keeps my brain sharp. Yeah. <laughs> it's it just so. opened my eyes. And I, I, I honestly believe that the vibration changed a lot within us. Yeah. Not just the learning, like we shifted a lot. Yeah. And the essential oils actually played a really big part in that as well. The emotional work that they do in the background when you yeah. use them is pretty phenomenal. And, and, and do, doing that, those studies that I had started had helped me to... Understand that. Understand <laughs> that, but not, not, not even that, just give them a shot. Yeah. Really not just open a bottle and... And when Amira could use them. Yeah. That was huge. When she could use them without a reaction, that was huge too. Yeah. Yeah. That became our first aid. It became our... Also helped me learn that um, coconut oil, when it's cold, goes hard and it's not off. (laughs) 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 That's around a big jar of it. With the organic stuff. I forgot about that. I was like, fuck, it's off. (laughs) This is no good. So I threw the whole thing in the bit. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Um, (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, Yeah, and then at this point too, we we did seek some advice from someone who's become a really good friend. We were beginning to... We didn't know very much about it, but we were beginning to suspect perhaps that autism was at play with both the kids. Through friends of friends, I got put in touch with someone who has autistic kids and just reached out for, like, where do I even begin? Where do I even begin to understand if that's what's happening or... Yeah, just, just where yeah, to we start. Had no, well, I had no idea. Like, no. No idea. The, all I knew about autism was essentially from the movie, well, there's a couple movies, Rain Man's one of them, I'm pretty sure it's called, and the other one's with Leonardo DiCaprio when he was quite young. Have you seen that movie? I haven't, you seen, haven't seen either that. of That's them. a really good movie. Yeah, okay. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it's really good. Like, it'll make you cry. Yeah. I knew nothing other than perhaps what I'd seen in like parenting groups or something like that. But we knew the level of hard that we were experiencing wasn't normal, if yeah. you, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, and that surely it didn't have to be this hard either. So just where to begin on that journey. And then... Yeah, that put us in touch with with Tanya, and I know, hopefully at some point we have Tanya and different. Not hopefully, we'll get her. We on. will. <laughs> <laughs> if she's listening, she has no cho- <laughs> she has no choice in the matter. And and her daughters, and um, you know, have a, have a chat with them as well because they've been a huge part of our not just only our healing journey, but our journey, our journey in general, with autism yeah. as well, and understanding it and seeking how to support in an alternative way because like even right at that point medication was never even an option so um yeah off track a little bit again the the label of that was something we fought against for years yeah we did everything 
we ended up doing everything like within our power. So the chemicals, the we went down the diet route really heavily after speaking with Tanya as well because one of the suggestions she had for us to begin before even trying to find a, per, a professional to get a diagnosis was to understand the kids' triggers basically. So keeping a diary through the day of of what was happening, what they were eating, what we were doing, what was around them, um, all that sort of stuff. So, and she even mentioned to me, and this triggered something for me, was one of her kids will react quite heavily to like bleach and chlorine. And so if they're in a supermarket or something like that, where say the toilets have just been cleaned with bleach or something like that, they'll be quite reactive for the rest of the day. So her putting that scenario in my head triggered a connection point for me with what we were experiencing with a mirror. So she was so much more reactive than normal at this point in time. Like she would have a full on 40 minute plus meltdown with a drop of water falling on her foot when yeah, she was brushing her teeth. Um, not able to get through to her reason with her a crayon would snap in half and there was no reasoning with her for like an hour so not just a typical toddler i want that crayon back together type thing it's in not being able to rationalize that as a as a typical toddler it was going it was more severe and lasted so much longer and the connection point that i that triggered for me was the pool in the backyard so we had just one of those little pools that had the blow up ring and the, the pump and stuff with it that would put up for summer and it had a chlorine tablet floating around in it. And since that was up in the backyard, she was more heightened. So that was a point like, yeah, that really we took that down. Yeah. And, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, and it changed things quite quickly. Yeah. Um, she was a lot more balanced again. Yeah. And now, even now we see that in her with chlorine pools and that. Yeah. And she um, quite often reacts to it. Yeah. She gets very emotionally dysregulated now. Yeah. Like she'll be all over the place with her emotions and um, unable to reason through things and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. And then I think this was the point where we moved as well. So we moved out of town. We moved back onto property. In the middle of a dairy farm. That was a cool house up on the hill. Yeah. Surrounded by not so much bush this time. But space. But space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and that move also budget-wise, like our rent was cheaper there too, which made another impact on our stress yeah. levels as well. But it was just a really beautiful place and our mental health, and our personal growth from that point really skyrocketed. Yeah, as well. we went right, right into it. Yeah, yeah. So we bigger yard. Like it wasn't a maybe. maybe it was, it was a manageable acre. sized yard too. We had all this space around us, yeah. but the part that we had to maintain was quite yeah reasonably for time wise to still have yeah. family time. Um, but at this point too, we also started working with Tanya. Um, so she's the list of her modalities is incredibly long and continually growing yeah and she we started working with her in a one-on-one capacity with all of us so myself I started on a really deep healing journey with her and breaking lots of different 
patterns that I was I was going through that I'd gone through my whole life and James started working with her as well and you did yeah I'm just trying to remember so I don't know whether you that... had the energy like I had energy healing with her as well and that was oh really yes I went with something. Reiki that's right yeah. yeah that was incredible that was my first experience with Reiki yeah me too and what she knew I was like, have you been talking to Danielle? <laughs> but she had, but she just picked up on a lot. And yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. And she also began working with the kids then. And on and off, ever since then, we've been working with her yeah. um, in different capacities. But mostly with the kids. Her support with the kids is huge. She's very alternative, so that really works for us. She doesn't follow, like, the mainstream way of doing things. So we, yeah, we really resonate with her and it works really well for us. Yeah. And diet was the other thing we really focused on too after that move. We'd we'd begun to make changes like the gluten-free and things like that, but we hadn't really gone deep. So at that point we started really cutting out the preservatives and began to reduce sugar we hadn't fully cut that out yet but we noticed the difference of those changes yeah. hugely yeah. yeah we had some big leaps in that house yeah you even went down the buddhism yeah, I route started, at one point uh, would you call it practicing it or just the mindfulness of it and the teachings and the philosophy the philosophy around it was very interesting and I learned a lot and I started really diving into yoga and meditating more and yeah. It was a real healing. But the funny You even went vegetarian. I, I, I even went vegetarian <laughs> and tried veganism. That was not for me. I have beliefs around that that are it's my own. And not very substantial long term. Yeah, I, I withered away. Even though I was trying to do my best to do it properly. Yeah. Um, I noticed a lot of energy. Yeah, physically and energetically, it had a lot of negative. Drained but, you. Drained me. Completely, yeah. of life force. But, it was crazy. You know what, if I hadn't gone down that path, I wouldn't have known. But the funny thing I remember now about that house, like how much healing we had in there. Do you remember Mira's room? Yeah. The, the dark energy. The dark energy. Yeah. We came in, like she would have night terrors. and. Well, what what would be called night terrors, but it didn't yeah. feel like it was no, a night no, terror. No, because the cat was freaking out like not because of her screaming yeah he was on edge in that room yeah. she wasn't screaming no but, but like, i don't know what it was she was, was just super unsettled and then she didn't know who we were and she was rambling on about weird stuff yeah it was wild up yeah um, so we had to do a lot of energy work on that yeah. within that house as well just to we smudge the whole house and we got her got her to tell that energy that it wasn't wanted and yeah quickly that it all stopped didn't it yeah there was lots of energies in that house though like even peaceful ones though it would just be yeah it would shift through the house particularly the lounge room quite a lot it was it was something about amira's bedroom or maybe it was a mirror it would that was a it was i don't know whether it, it, was it wasn't a hurt, to, it wasn't going to be harmful it wasn't a harmful energy but it, it was, was just a, dark and disturbing yeah 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 so between crystals and oils and voice and smudging <laughs> smudging yeah all that stuff and it's kind of we had a mirror um we had marley didn't we yeah well her whole 
even the lead up to deciding to have another baby yeah. because we were not going to. No. We were not going to after our experience with Wade. It was, no, we're done. We cannot go through that again. Me even being able to go through pregnancy again yeah. with how sick I get. Even, yeah, just the healing that led up to that process and then coming to a place within ourselves and together. Yeah. Like we're ready to welcome in another little soul. And she definitely, she did a lot of healing. Even I remember her, like you being pregnant with her and the whole energy she brought to it. I've. Other than I did get sick with her, but it wasn't as sick. I was still able to eat. It was very minimal actual vomiting with her. and But it was just a sense of nausea, like being poisoned, essentially. It's how it feels. Poison running through my veins. And Amira definitely missed a few days of school or was late yeah. quite a lot during the first. It was only really the first trimester with her. It finished about 14 weeks, I think, which is huge compared to the other two. <laughs> It was only from nine to 14 weeks. So what's that? Like six weeks of feeling sick. So it was much more manageable. Um, but after that point, five I don't weeks? think nine to six, 14, I don't know, yeah, five, five weeks. whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, me, yeah, me thinking <laughs> My <about> maths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You weren't, you were, you were sick, but not like the others. Nowhere near like the others. And no. then just, yeah. I just remember it being very beautiful. I've never felt more amazing than yeah. when I was pregnant with her. Her energy from the moment of conception was to, or even before was amazing. Yeah. It was a very healing process, even after she was born. But, man, we would play. This is I wrote this note down this morning. Remember how we would like seesaw? between who was in a balanced place and who wasn't. Yeah. Remember? It was just like at one point I would be doing really good and I'd be achieving goals and I'd be yeah. doing, you know, my mental health was really good, but you weren't there. Yeah. Right. And we weren't quite, like we were able to hold the space for each other being in those different places, but we didn't lift each other at that point, yeah. if that makes sense. So you being down would then bring me down, but you had started to work on yourself to bring yourself back up, but I was back <laughs> yeah, down again. Yeah. So we like played this seesaw for, I don't know, a year or two or something. It was, yeah, it's really interesting. But like that's part of the healing growth anyway because you often repeat certain cycles and step back. Yeah, and essentially it's almost kind of... When the other's high and the other's low, if both are low, then it's a fucking lot harder. Yeah. Whereas if one's high, like you said, we hold a, we held well, we both held space for each other, and yeah. But it would still be it was still hard to maintain that energy space. Yeah. When the other wasn't holding that higher vibration as well, so it was yeah, it was just that seesaw. bouncing up and down between the two of us for a while and yeah I think that was just really part of what we needed to experience because it then brought to light okay well this is the area that I need to be working on breaking that cycle again to come back up yeah um and you know healing isn't a fast process so yeah part of the process of when we were in this house too I think I or just this time time period 
I also was beginning to really realize and experience the true power of what we are capable of creating when we put our mind and energy to it. But it would scare the fuck out of me so much that I would pull back and self-sabotage. And then, cause it was like, oh my God, that was too easy. And that was too fast. And, um, you know, where did all this money just all of a sudden come from? I said, I needed it and here it is. And, mm. you know, things like that. And I would self-sabotage a little bit. I probably still took quite a few years. I don't even know if I'm fully out of it yet. It's, I'm not as bad as I was. No, nowhere near it. Um, yeah. So that was another thing that I was experiencing within myself and really starting to come to that realization. So I probably mentioned I went back to bricklaying at stage, didn't I? Um, yeah, you did both. I at did that both house. at that house, bricklaying, and then I went back to welding again. And the second time I went welding because of our energy, I, I think what I do, almost 16 months without drinking or something like that. I did a mm. big stint without drinking. And not saying, oh, well, I suppose it was a quite a toxic, I hate that word, environment in the shed. And I can't think of another word. So it's, right a, now. Lo- it's a low, en- there's a low, low energy. energy. Yeah. Um, the, the first time I worked, I'd had allowed to bring me further down, and that's when we shit hit the fan. But this second round, I was a lot more stronger within myself and, uh, I suppose, shielded myself from it. Yeah, um, and you wanted to be home. And I wanted to be home. So <laughs> that was yeah, a big difference. The drinks were still offered to me after work, but I said just no thank you and kept walking out the shed and feel like I had to mention about that. That growth yeah. difference that I, I definitely remember from those two points. Yeah. Because I suppose it's almost like a reference point. The, sh- the, the environment within the shed hadn't changed, but I had. Yeah. And so it was a completely different experience that time. Yeah. Actually, yeah. And we, well, I, well, no, you were too, because you were come to do markets and things like mm. that with me and you were making the jewellery as well. So we stepped into the doTERRA business and we were doing really well in that and we were doing like, regular expos or markets and we were doing like aromatic jewelry that we were selling online or at the markets as well and yeah that was doing really well and we were at a point where I needed to be able to have more time because I had the baby (laughs) that we needed more time to be able to really um, focus on that and be able to grow that more and then that's when we we had the really big really big um Push, kick push from the universe, you could say. We um, so yeah, I needed to draw up my hours back, and yeah, really good friend of mine was, uh, I suppose, the manager, part owner of the business at the time, the welding company, and yeah, I went up to him and said, asked him, you know, what this is what I need to do, and he was all good with it, relayed it to the the big boss, I suppose you'd call the other guy, and at that time it was. Yeah, it was all good for me to cut my hours back and do two to three days a week um, in the next year because it was almost Christmas time. And then, yeah, yeah. After the holidays. After the holidays, I came back and my mate comes up to me at the end of the first day and he's like, I'm really sorry, but the, the big boss has decided that we'll just call you in when we need you. And that was pretty much when we went. Don't worry about it. I said, my, <laughs> don't bother. I said, yeah, don't worry about it. It's all good. I won't. Be, I won't be back. 
and uh, he felt so bad. He but did, like, yeah. It's actually it's he, totally he, fine. He felt he terrible, this. but we've told him that we've actually thanked him because uh, it wasn't his fault. No, he was told different as well. Um, yeah, and then that's when. Yes. But we needed that. That was a really good. It was a push. good push because we were still like foot was in one room. Or... Yeah, it was like that was our security blanket. So that was keeping us comfortable. That was keeping us safe. And it was okay if, you know, what our plans were didn't didn't work out because we we still had that and you could always fall back on bricklaying as well. Yeah. So that was always, they were the security blankets and they were keeping us stuck essentially. Yeah. And once that was cut. Well, I still always <laughs> had bricklaying. I could have easily gone back, but always, we yes. just decided no. We, we, we had done the work. Well, we knew there were always other options, but that 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 being severed, we were more aware of the omens. I suppose you could say the yeah. signs, <laughs> the signs. Omens. <laughs> yeah, so that was a really good good push, mm-hmm. and then it was like bringing us to the end of this episode almost. And the start of the next. Well, it one. pretty much is. Yeah, that's at that point in time was what really pushed us to go well what are we even doing anymore what, what yeah it was like what the f- yeah that was why are we here why are we doing this why are we repeating this the same this life that we're not cycles as well it was just yeah we're not stuck here anymore we're not stuck that to was the biggest place. thing it was like what the f- what the fuck are we doing here like we yeah. but we had spoken in the past hadn't we about venturing off yeah we had but we'd never had this in the this no. Episode. So this is this is we the next episode. So we will. So we're at this point where we made the big decision to hit the road. So we'll share more about that on the next episode, and yeah, we'll see you yeah. then. I hope we haven't rambled too much. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many noises in the background. Should be right. Yeah. So yeah, tune in for the next episode for big decision. I big suppose decision. to hit the road. It's going to be the throwback Thursday, why not? Throwback Thursday, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one will be a Thursday episode, not a Saturday episode. So we'll talk then. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Wholesome Wanderers Life Musings with Danielle and James. We really appreciate you joining us and hope you tune in next week for the next episode. Mm-hmm.